This is the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, April 27th. I'm CJ Baumgartner. Corey Tackman not in today. He's still off turkey hunting. Of course, nabbed that bird yesterday. So congratulations to him. You can go see a picture of that on the KWAD Facebook page. But as we start off the morning sports desk, first want to talk about those Minnesota Twins. They did not sweep the New York Yankees. In fact, Kenta Maeda had kind of a stinker of a start. Turns out he's uh, probably going to miss uh, some time. Now, whether he goes on the 10-day IL or whether he needs to be out longer will remain to be seen. Frustrating for Kenta, a really likable guy who tried to pitch again after taking an 111-mile-an-hour line drive to his ankle. It wasn't even his ankle that bothered him in this start, more his shoulder. Coming back from Tommy John surgery, missing all of last season, I mean... He's a really likable guy, and it's frustrating that he can't quite get things back on track. But Bailey Ober and or Louis Varland probably going to be called up from AAA St. Paul in the coming days. Twins do start a four-game series with the Royals, so even though they lost to the Yankees yesterday, you still won the season series 4-3, to three, and now you have Kansas City coming to town for four games. Twins should win at least three of those if they want to have a successful series against the last-place Royals, who I believe are 2-8 and eight in their last 10 games. Okay, so that's the, the Twins' coverage here, but more importantly, because... The Twins uh, are playing the Royals. They they should win. Uh, But the big news of the night is the NFL draft is today. The Minnesota Vikings are picking 23rd. There's a whole lot of intrigue, so I couldn't do it alone. I had to bring in somebody who I know from my radio days up in Bemidji. Ian Rivers, formerly of KBSB Radio up in Bemidji, is joining us on the morning sports desk this morning to talk NFL draft. Ian, good morning. Thanks for waking up with us. Yeah, no problem. So uh, we are getting ready to talk NFL draft here. And with the Minnesota Vikings, there's a lot of intrigue with what they do at pick number 23. Now, what do you think the Vikings should do? Obviously, they have a lot of holes. But just initially, if you were in the shoes of Kwesi Adolfo Mensa and you're picking, what position or certain player are you looking for? Well, I think there's two positions of need that the Vikings really should target in the first round if they stay at 23, and that's corner or wide receiver. And there's a couple of interesting prospects at 23 that could be available for each. The two corners that I've got my eye on are Joey Porter Jr. out of Penn State and Deontay Banks out of Maryland. I don't know that Porter is going to fall all the way to 23. I think he feels like a stealer. He's the son of a a Steelers legend. He's from right there at Penn State in the backyard of Pittsburgh. It just feels like a Pittsburgh pick to me, but he would be fantastic if he fell to 23. Um, But otherwise, I do like Deontay Banks. Um, But otherwise, if if those two are off the board, you could look wide receiver. Otherwise, maybe trade back uh, because some of the other guys that you're reaching on may be a little small to get a 23. In terms of wide receiver, I kind of like getting a slot guy like Zay Flowers or Jordan Addison. Uh, You you can probably move K.J. Osborne outside, and then one of those kind of twitchy guys, I I would like seeing those guys in the slot. It would give a kind of dynamic offense. You've got a lot of athletic guys there that can make moves after the catch if you've got, you know, like Jordan Addison, Justin Jefferson, and uh, K.J. Osborne all as your top three receivers. 
Yeah, and you got to replace Adam Thielen. That's one of the big things there. And the corners, as the Vikings have learned over the last couple of years, you can never uh, have enough corners. And uh, there's been the—I mean, there's a lot of guys on that board. I think every one of them I agree with. I—I I think Deontay Banks is probably the guy. If, if I'm picking a corner, if I'm the Vikings, that's probably the guy to hone in on. Wide receiver Addison has been linked to the Vikings a bunch. It seems like somebody's going to trade up and get Zay Flowers, from what I've been reading. But who knows? The, but the one. One interesting, probably the biggest position of intrigue has to be quarterback. And the Vikings have been that trendy team to pick a quarterback because they're not necessarily a team like the Panthers or the Texans or, you know, a certain team that maybe necessarily needs a quarterback, but it's a very kind of headliney pick to say the Vikings are going to grab a QB. They've been linked to Anthony Richardson out of Florida, very raw. Uh, but Ian, what have you been reading? What do you think about the quarterback market? Kirk Cousins' contract is up after this coming season. Do you think the Vikings pick a quarterback tonight? If they end up staying at 23, it's going to be tough, I think, based off of what I've seen, to see any of those top four quarterbacks kind of fall that far. But if, if a guy like Richardson really does fall anywhere outside the top 10, I think you have to start considering pulling the trigger on a trade, just like the Bears did to get Justin Fields, to, to move up and get that guy. Because I truly think he's a top five prospect. And I think that's probably where he'll go. But, you know, the draft, man, we, it never happens how you think it's going to happen. And so if, if Richardson especially starts to fall, I would trade up and get him. Um, otherwise, for Levis, I'm not as sold on him. But if he's still there at 23 and there's not anybody else that moves you, absolutely go ahead. Do you see the Vikings trading up, like making a ginormous trade, like let's say number three with the Arizona Cardinals or number five with the Seattle Seahawks or, or something like that? Do you see the Vikings making an aggressive trade with only five picks this year, mind you, to go up and get that quarterback, or do you think they kind of let the market come to them? I don't know. It's tough because we don't have a lot of information with you know, the new GM and the new, you know, kind of head office in place. We haven't seen a ton from them yet. So it's hard to say. And that would be a lot of draft capital to give up to kind of move up like 20 spots. So it's, it's really tough to say that they would move up that far. Um, five potentially. It, it, it really just depends on how much they are in love with one of these quarterbacks. Yeah, I mean, if you think that guy is the guy and you think he's the franchise-changing centerpiece, then it doesn't matter how much it moved up. you move up to get him if you get uh, that guy. I guess, uh, is there any kind of bold prediction otherwise as we'll wrap up the draft talk here and move on to a couple other things? Is there any other uh, kind of big, hot draft take you got that you think is going to happen that's, gonna, that's going to shake up the draft? Like maybe there's a, a, the top overall pick isn't Bryce Young or something like that. Ah, man, I think that the only thing that comes to mind is that all four of those quarterbacks are going to go super early. It's always talked about, and then somebody ends up falling. Uh, but I think this year teams are so quarterback desperate, especially in the AFC, uh, because of all the talent at quarterback in that conference, that teams just need that guy. So I think it's going to be really tough for a team like the Vikings if they don't move up to get a quarterback, because I think they're all going to go within the top 10. 
Ian Rivers, formerly of KBSB Radio in Bemidji, joining us on the morning sports desk today. Uh, Ian, let's shift gears a little bit here. I want to get your opinion on some late-breaking news last night, and that's Anthony Edwards has been cited for, and I'm reading this off of CARE 11, uh, he's been cited for assault on an incident that occurred while uh, Edwards was leaving the court at Ball Arena in Denver following the Timberwolves' season-ending loss. Now, the words that the police use are swung. It seems a little aggressive to me in that term but basically the gist of the story is Edwards kind of pushed a chair out of the way as he was walking through the tunnel and it kind of just inadvertently fell on on, on a couple of staffers who were in the tunnel and now he's been criminally uh, cited or could face criminal counts I should say is probably the right legal definition but Ian what's your whole take on this situation do you think this mess is overblown or do you or is this just a classic Timberwolves story I, I do think it's a little overblown. Obviously, you probably shouldn't be doing that, but I understand that sports are highly emotional, and the kid is 21 years old. So you just lose a playoff series, and you do something a little bit stupid. But I do think it's be, being very overblown. I saw the video. I didn't think there was much in it, but we'll see what comes of it. Yeah, I mean, it's just uh... – it's an interesting mess because he he came off the court right away after miss after missing the potential game tying shot. He just walked right off into the locker room, and that's when that happened. So it happened mere seconds after the game. It's a it's a crazy crazy uh, situation, and I guess. Uh, Ian, as well, we got you here. I, I want to talk a little bit about the Minnesota Wild. So they lost a couple nights ago uh, against the Stars. They're now down in the series three to two. They need to win the next two games to advance. But what in the the Wild series up to this point has kind of frustrated you about this team, and what do they need to clean up if they want to advance to the second round? Well, I think the thing that's frustrated me most has been the lack of adapting to the series and that's something it's almost a mirror image of what happened last year against st louis and that is evison not adapting i mean you play a series against a team it's going to be anywhere between four and seven games and you're going to learn a lot about that team in that stretch you might play that team four times over the course of the regular season but you're not doing it all within the span of two weeks so you're getting different lineups and different momentum between the two months that you have in the regular season and coaches really need to adjust in playoff series. You see it all the time. We, we looked really good through three games, but then Dallas started to adjust to how we were playing and now we've lost the last two. So it's almost a mirror image of what we saw last year. And I think that's the most frustrating part. Um, but there's been rumors that maybe there's going to be some big changes for game six so hopefully that's the case because it would be a little frustrating to kind of go out the same way you did last year and, and lose three straight and just kind of go out on a whimper because last game was really, I mean, you can blame the refs all you want, but when the team doesn't play well enough to win either way, there's not a whole lot you can you can really say. You know, you mentioned those big changes. What do you think those are? Is it a change in net moving from Gustafson to Flurry? Is it a, is it a line change? And if so, what does that? What do you think that looks like? Well, they may move on uh, from Gustafson to Flurry for Game Six, but I don't know if I would. Um, I think Gustafson just gives you more opportunity, and in a game where you absolutely need to win, I think you're going to go with your more consistent guy. Uh, generally speaking, I think it would be more of line changes switching up some of the lines because 
two guys that have really disappointed this series have been Kirill Kaprizov and Matt Boldy, who are two of our better players. And they only have, I believe, one point between the two of them. And that was the first goal of the series for Kirill Kaprizov on the power play. So there's got to be some more goal scoring that happens. And hopefully they can try to hide Kirill Kaprizov better. Because when he's out there matched up with Dallas's first line, he's been really disappointing. Uh, this series, but when he's out there, maybe against a little bit of a lower line for Dallas, he has been able to find space and create shot attempts and, and, and stuff like that. So, just getting finding creative ways to get him on the ice when he's not, you know, matched up against that top line is going to be very important. And I'm looking for the stars, uh, well, the Wild stars, not the Dallas stars, to step up and really take over Game Six here in St. Paul. Yeah, exactly. And so shifting gears, I want to go back to the NFL because I saw this story come across the desk. And since we just have a couple minutes left here, I want to throw this your way. So uh, you're you're familiar with actor Josh Jamal, right? He's the North Dakota-born actor. He's been in a kind of few different things. I think at one point married to Fergie. You, you know who I'm talking about? Yes, sir. Yeah, so Josh Demal uh, is a is a North Dakotan big time Vikings fan, and he recently was in an interview uh, talking football, and he had a quote here, and he said, "quote You have to be brain dead to be a Packers fan." Uh, what what what's your take on that, Ian? What what do you think? Did he go too far? Uh, it's hard <laughs> to say. I don't think so. Uh, I think he's got it pretty pretty spot on there. Um, <laughs> you know, this is going to be an interesting year for Packers fans because it's. I mean, we haven't seen what Jordan Love could be, but you have to assume it's the first time in 30, 35 years that they're not going to have a Hall of Fame quarterback starting the season for them. So I I guess for Vikings fans, you just got to breathe a a sigh of relief uh, because the bad man is is gone. Yeah, you know, if Jordan Love turns out to be their third straight Hall of Fame quarterback that's going to be there for the next 15 years, I think we burn Green Bay to the ground. I think that's (laughs) that's my plan. Yeah. Uh, yeah, that's that's probably a fair reaction. Uh, yeah, exactly. So Ian Rivers, formerly of KBSB Radio in Bemidji, joining us to talk a little NFL draft, a little Timberwolves, a little wild, and everything in between. Ian, it was a pleasure having you on the radio and getting to talk sports with you again, and we'll chat at you next time. Yeah, it's always great talking sports with you, my man. That's Ian Rivers, formerly of KBSB Radio in Bemidji. This has been the Morning Sports Desk for Thursday, April 27th.